Showgirl Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about two black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slay. And I am Torlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table. Because you're about to get served. Don't become intimate with doubt. Pearl Noir. Yes. So uh, Pearl Noir has uh, her main account, but then she also has an account called Pearls of Wisdom. And if you are not following that account, you need to get your life and get yourself together and click on over on Instagram and follow that account. She posts tons of inspirational videos and uh, quotes and things of that nature. It's kind of like you're getting Instagram coaching from Pearl Noir. And who doesn't want that? We love you, Pearl. Thank you again for being a constant inspiration. Hi, Lucy May. Oh, hi, Lucy May. And now we're going to move into Sparkle and Shine. Well, my Sparkle and Shine is Bunny Butt Productions. (laughs) Perfect for today, whatever you, if you call it Easter, if you call it Resurrection Day, if you're just playing with the bunnies, looking for eggs, having (laughs) sex, whatever, whatever. You know, whatever it is that you call it. Um, So I had a Polaroid photo shoot this morning with Bunny Butt Productions. And if you don't know, the fabulous Josie Bunny um, that makes all pasties, she is the producer of Bunny Butt Productions. So we took pictures with the Easter bunny. Um, <laughs> I came in my see, my little um nice little church dress and CPO was being naughty with but, the Easter bunny yeah, guys. But Jesus was at the the Polaroid shoot. A naughty nun was at the Polaroid shoot. My two two of my favorite peaches, Cor and Miss Hell. We're at the Polaroid shoot. Sweet D was at the Polaroid shoot. Um, so many people. Um, so if you get a chance, check out Bunny Butt Productions Instagram, and so that you can see some of the um, the pictures when she posts them. And also, um, Bunny Butt Productions does the Moon Rabbit Show, Topless mm-hmm. Topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie's always putting content out there, so uh, please go over there and support her. And she also makes some of the most fabulous pasties in the world. So, yes. um, yeah, uh, go and check out Josie Bunny and check out Bunny Butt Productions. She's definitely amazing. My sparkle and shine for this week is my little sister, Kim. She came to visit me from the East Coast for uh, spring break, and she brought her her new day. So uh, it was fun. It's been kind of a, a lovely week of double dates and just silliness. Yesterday, we went to Joshua Tree, and we were just hanging out in the desert together. And it was a lot of fun. So my sister is uh, my best friend, and it was just so nice to have her here with me for the, for these few days. And um, yeah, looking forward to having dinner with you guys tonight. Love you guys. Yay. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to move into our sepia slice of the week. Okay. Oh, 
some definitions of some words first before we Uh-oh. get into <laughs> She's about to read the children. Yes. So <laughs> one, the first one is human. And that's pretty simple. We know that all people are humans. Um, we're not animals. My other word is humane. And one of the definitions that I found for humane means having or showing compassion or benevolence. Some synonyms um, are compassionate, kind, understanding, and tolerant. The quality or condition of being human. The quality of being humane. Those were my humane ones. Um, But humanity... We forgot how to practice humanity. So my sepia slays is we need to put humane back into humanity. Yeah. For all human beings. We have we have humanity for animals. Yeah. Because there's humane societies right. for all kinds yeah. of animals. Yeah. Cats, dogs, snakes, yeah. lizards, yeah. frogs, right. whatever. Our humane society for humans, we 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 segregate that. And yes. it doesn't include and we're not tolerant. And that's why all the things that are happening in the world are going on because everyone forgot how to be humane. I also think that everybody forgot that regardless of what we all look like uh, on the outside, uh, the human race is extremely similar. It, it's, you know, our variations, our, our outside variations are, are A, very new within our evolution and also uh, don't mean anything as far as, you know, who we are as people. We're all human beings. And um, you're right. There is this horrible thing that we've done throughout our cultural history of, of separating ourselves from each other and forgetting that we are all a collective and what one does affects the whole. This also just kind of, of like you were saying about animals and, and humanity mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff. I don't know if you saw that video of the vegans protesting in front of the restaurant. And I guess the guy who owns the restaurant came out and started butchering a deer leg um, in front of them. And they were very upset. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with veganism. If it works for you health-wise, then that's fine. Um, but I do find it a little bit disturbing that um, I often see folks that participate in these types of, of, or participate in this type of social justice, but I don't see them show up in the same way for human beings as they do show up for animals. And it's very disturbing to me because what is your message then? If you're going to be so rah-rah over a deer leg being butchered, um, I want to see y'all at the next Black Lives Matter rally then when somebody gets shot in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the unfortunate reality is, is yes, the way no animal should be mistreated, but also no human being should be mistreated. So, you know, I think y'all need to get on the same page um, with other human beings as you are with animals. Yeah, because yeah. we don't have a humane society for people. No, unfortunately we don't. I mean, look at what's happening in places like Syria and things of that nature. Like, what are we doing to each other? You know, we need to get it together. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. uh, So everyone can do their part by putting the humane back into humanity for all human beings. It just takes one person at a time. You do your own at a time. Yeah. 
Um, it seems that there is a little bit of an issue with the live video. So I'm going to go ahead and pause it for a second and try and figure out what's going on. Just hold tight for a second, folks. I think we're okay. If we have any more trouble, I'm just going to go out and come back in. Um, it is warm in here. It, it is. It's, it's a very, hot, everybody. It's hot. It's, it's hot. I'm, I'm fanning myself. Uh, she's now flashing everyone. So we're going to go ahead and move on and to our Burly Biz of the Week. And this week, what we've decided to do with our Burly Biz of the Week is highlight a very dear friend to us and a very dear friend of the show, Miss Juniper Jade. Hey! We love you, Juniper yes. Jade. So Juniper Jade is a social media consultant, and she also builds websites. So if you are a performer or a small business and you are looking to boost your signal on social media, if you are looking to have someone coordinate your social media for you and, and plan that out and do all of your postings and all of that or help you build your website and do logo design and all of that kind of stuff, please reach out to Juniper Jade. She is fantastic. She has done some consulting for us and helped us out um, and, and just given us some social media coaching and her advice has been invaluable to us and has definitely helped us boost our signal in uh, this crappy uh, Instagram algorithm. They say they fixing it, but I don't really believe them. So, um, <laughs> um, so she has been really, really an invaluable resource for us. And um, we're really just happy to um, have her as a friend of the show. We wanted to make sure that we reached out to her and that we okay. gave her her props. So if you are looking for someone, she works remotely. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Just please contact her if you need some help with your social media. Fantastic. So pay black women. Give black women your money. Give black women your business. Just do it. Contact her. So I'll make sure that all of her information is in the show notes for you. So if you're looking for a social media consultant or a web design consultant, use your girl. Hi. Oh, hi, Miss Coco. <laughs> um, we had to restart the live stream because um, I don't know what was happening. It got all messed up. What kind of lashes are you wearing? Some that came in a hole, but uh, that I got from Ross. You bought those lashes from Ross? They were in a in a um, in a like a pack of five. Yeah, they're so pretty. They like they're like fan oh. out. I love those. Okay. Stevia's lashes are popping. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're just gonna go ahead and get started again, and hopefully everybody rolls back over into the new live stream. But so we're just gonna start again uh, with the Sepia's Sews segment. So what do you have for us, Sepia? Um, I have how to sharpen your scissors when you don't have a sharpener. Like um, I would use. I have this can opener that had a knife sharpener, so I would use. I would use that but I don't have that can opener anymore. Okay. But what you can do is you can get some aluminum foil um, and maybe a few sheets folded over and just keep cutting and the aluminum foil will really? do it. You can do it with huh. sandpaper. You could cut through the, um, the Brillo pads with just the other one that's just all the steel wool. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and cut it, but if you cut you need to be careful. Like I would put glasses on so that you make sure that oh, the little pieces, little don't, pieces fly. don't fly. Mm, okay. But mm. 
I should probably resharpen my sewing scissors because I inadvertently used them to cut some paper. And I know that I, I didn't know that that was a mortal sin in sewing, but apparently people will fight you in the street I do over using uh, I, I your fabric scissors on paper. It was an accident. I didn't know. And yeah, so I guess I should resharpen my sewing scissors. Okay. So. My, mine's not even an accident. It's just whatever scissors I have. That's what I'm, you I'm, got. I'm, I'm cutting. <laughs> so okay. Um, so me and sewers jail. Seamstress <laughs> jail for that because. Um, all right, and now we are going to go ahead and move into the glitter box, and we have so many letters this week. Oh my goodness, you guys. Thank you so much for all of your feedback this week. It was so amazing to see all of these letters. So we are going to start with um, the letter that we got from Kay Newbill. And she says, her subject is too awkward in burlesque. There's no such thing, but we'll talk about this. Um, she says, I love the podcast and sincerely appreciate the lessons and laughter in each episode. Um, and she says, I have wanted to do burlesque for years, but can't get over my awkwardness. I don't move gracefully and I don't appreciate everything about my appearance. What would you suggest to be more comfortable when I dance and how to like what I see when I dance in my mirror at home? Hugs and kisses, K New Bill. So your your body is just originally you. So yeah. your awkwardness is is sexy for you. Yeah. So just embrace it. And it and it does. It takes time. It takes time. I also think that uh if you just practice and freestyle, I think sometimes people think that their bodies are awkward because they're not used to something that comes with practice. Um, nobody was born, you know, bumping and grinding to perfection. So the more you practice, the more comfortable you will get in your own body and the better you'll feel about the way that you move and the better you will feel about your body. And so when you move, it doesn't feel comfortable, right? But the more you move, the more comfortable you get, the more you practice, the more graceful you feel, and the more you appreciate your body. So I think it's just a thing of... Keep practicing, keep freestyling, look at yourself in the mirror, get comfortable with you, and then you can get comfortable with other people. Take as many classes as you can, and just let yourself be yourself, right? And if that experience for you is awkward right now, let that be, because you might be moving in a way that's new and innovative that no one has ever seen before. So what you might think is awkward is what other people will consider art. Right? So just keep moving, keep practicing, keep taking class. And I know I'm going to feel awkward when I start going back to class. Yeah. I'm going to feel like I can't pick up anything and yeah. I'm awkward. And But think about it like, like a toddler. Yeah. When a toddler is first learning to walk, that's why they're called toddlers yeah. because they're toddling all over the place. You don't, you don't know... You don't have the muscle memory to do whatever you you can't you you just can't function yet and you're not supposed to because right. it's it's natural to be awkward. Yeah. Sometimes brilliance comes out of mistakes. You know, in choreography and, and, and all kinds of things. Like you think you you messed up, but what you did was actually better than the original sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So 
just being patient with yourself and, and trying to be more accepting of yourself. I know it's hard. I struggle with it as well. Okay, we're gonna try this again. Yep. yep. All right. This is April Fool's joke on us today. We have uh, not. We have never had all of these problems. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being patient Recording. with us. And thank you, Jeff, for keeping us on top of whatever is going on here. We're really trying to like uh, get it together. Okay. There, there it is. Okay. There it is. Okay. All right. So now right. Sleepy is Thank on, you. Jeff's back on. I know, Jeff, we're a mess. And we're just so happy that you're sticking with us. I know. Really. Um, so <laughs> this is why we need donations. So that yeah. we can do something about our equipment. Because clearly we're not living right over here. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're doing the MacGyver podcast. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's. It's a little ghetto, it's a little ratchet, but yeah. so are we. No, there's that. Mm -hmm. Fine. We can only use our duct tape for duct tape uh, dress forms right. for so many things. Exactly. We can't use it on Wi-Fi. No, we can't um, duct tape the Wi-Fi. Damn, that would be hard. I know, that could. would be. I know. Um, I guess I just need to upgrade my Wi-Fi. Because um, right now I have like the I have the <laughs> I have the broke ass student Wi-Fi plan. I think I need the professional podcaster plan. Clearly this is yeah. not working. We have um, a email from the de the deconstruction of she. Wow. This is an amazing email address, right? Mm -hmm. And she says, "Hey, I'm Tanisha, and I live in Denver, Colorado." Oh, hey, Tanisha! Hey, Tanisha. She's originally from Galveston, Texas. Um, she started burlesque classes and recitals in May. Um, oh, her first recitals in May. Oh my God! Yes, girl, congratulations. She said she's low key freaking out. I've never danced formally, just at parties, um, and she's always the one showing out. I love that. Um, she's like, I want to look good. I want to look tailored. I want to kill the scene like Egypt Black Nile, but in my own way. Do you have any advice for prepping for my show in May? I look at a lot of YouTube videos. The key to looking tailored is rehearsal, right? Yes. Practice, yeah. practice, practice. When I worked at Forever 21, every time I, I worked in stock, every time I got on the freight elevator, I was practicing. Every bathroom I went into, I practiced. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's just constantly doing and running the piece as much as possible. Uh, not just in class or in your rehearsals with the other dancers, but by yourself. Uh, recording yourself doing it so you can look at it and fix things. Sometimes when you're in it, you can't always see yourself and you don't know always, you know, what you might want to work on. Video. We love video. <laughs> okay. So, I uh, also just want to give a shout out to uh, Harley Holladall. She uh, is now a Patreon subscriber to us. So, thank you so much, Harley. We really appreciate uh, you joining our Patreon and hooking us up. And we also have a couple of folks on SoundCloud. Von Bella reposted episode 21. Thank you so much. When you guys repost the episode from SoundCloud, it gives us a huge signal boost. So when you repost it onto your social media, then it just puts it out there into a whole different audience for people. And it really helps us out. So, um... That's just such a, a great way of supporting the podcast. And anytime anyone does that, we super appreciate it. So if you have a second and you really like what you're hearing, please repost it. 
Now we are going to move in to our Adizi ass packs. So Sepia is going to get her phone recording and then we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment. (sighs) Just all kinds of... I know. All kinds of ratchet April Fools. April Fools, guys. It is Mercury fucking retrograde. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. Hey, Mercury, Jeff. hey, Jeff. Mercury retrograde is fucking with my Wi-Fi. And I don't appreciate it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, We're not having it. Welcome back, Jeff. I think I figured out what was wrong. Hopefully, um, the duct tape that I put on the Wi-Fi will, will help the situation. So, yeah. Ratchet Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our DZS facts for this episode is the Harlem Renaissance. Um... The Harlem Renaissance was an intellectual, social, and artistic explosion that took place in Harlem, New York, spanning the 1920s. During that time, it was known as the New Negro Movement. A major element which led to the Harlem Renaissance was the Great Migration during and shortly after World War I, where large numbers of black Americans moved to the North between 1910 and 1920. The Southeast lost 323,000 blacks, 5% of the native black population. Wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah, man. The Harlem Renaissance helped to redefine how America and the world understood black culture. It integrated black and white cultures and marked the beginning of black urban society. A lot of us in the black in our black culture, we owe it to this migration in the Harlem Renaissance because that's when people started to kind of appreciate what the black culture gave and also appropriate what the black culture uh, had. Um, and I mean, if you notice the last few episodes, we talked about the the Cotton Club, um, the Apollo, um, different, different clubs that were really hopping and stuff during that Harlem Renaissance period. And, um, and the reason was because of the migration and they brought all of their intellectual things, social, artistic, it wasn't just about jazz. Let's see if you're a fan of Our PhD in Slayology is no other than Ray Gunn. <laughs> Fucking slow claps yes. to you, sir. Yes. Slow claps. Yes. Slow claps and slow grinds, because that yes. is. That yes. Yes. Woo. Um, so, um, if you don't know who Raygun is, get your life and uh, go on over and follow him. We'll make sure all his links are in the show notes. But Raygun has been making audiences submit, yes, to his dirty imagination throughout cities nationally and internationally, including Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Europe since 2009. This sinful assassin is one-third of the award-winning burlesque troupe, the Stage Door Johnnies. And let me just... (sighs) Yes. I want to be at that stage door. I do, too. Let me in. I want to just be the door. Please. I just want to rub... Because then their hands will just be all over you all the time. I just want to rub lamb jam. Like... Yes! Little booties. Anyway. um, So... (laughs) 
Um, he is consistently ranked among the top 20 in the 21st Century Burlesque Magazine's annual list. Well trained, sir. Extremely well trained. Um, and see, he'll um, sweep somebody off their feet. <laughs> Capoeira. Yes. Listen, I. Mm. I just adore you. I adore watching you move. Mm-hmm. I think that you are just fantastic. That piece that you have with those fans. Yes. Sir. The, fan, the fans are just for class. And also, the piece that you did at Jeezy's Juke Joint. Oh, yeah. That costume. Sir. Yeah. Anyway, I just find you extremely delightful, and we are huge fangirls of you. Mm-hmm. And we think that all of you should be following Ray Gun. So please click on over to his Instagram. It's I am Ray Gun, and Gun is spelled with two N's. But thank you, Ray Gun, for being slaytastic. We love you. <sighs> Here we go again. Oh, you thought. Because Maxim Magazine and whiteness in general likes to be disrespectful to shit that black people and folks that they think are marginalized uh, create. They recently put out an article where they tried to say that pasties were like a new invention that came out at Lollapalooza in Brazil in 2017 or 18 or whatever. And um, they didn't call them pasties. They called them nipple stickers. Stickers weren't even invented when the pasties came out. Think about that. They didn't have have a nice day stickers, smiley face stickers. No. That's not how any of this works, people. No, it doesn't. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. History matters. Okay? Historical context matters. You can't just mm-hmm. take something out of its mm-hmm. historical context and say that it's a trend. Stop mm-hmm. doing this. It's gross. They had the real little Kim in there with her with her pasty on, right. you know. But again, it's not new if you have the little Kim picture here. None of this makes any sense. Y'all are reaching. Like, stop. You're just, no. And, you're and wait a minute. And do, do they think that they brought that kind of dressing to Lollapalooza in Brazil? No. Have you ever been to Carnival? You didn't start that, t- that trend. No. Lollapalooza or nothing Lollapalooza adjacent started any kind of fucking pasty trend in Brazil. The unmitigated gall of you to say something like that. Like you're erasing the entire history of Brazil and Carnival fashion like it didn't exist. Like, pasties didn't show up until your ashy asses got out in the desert for Lollapalooza. Please shut the fuck up, Maxim. Y'all are problematic for a whole bunch of different reasons, but y'all just really got on my nerves this week. Yes. Sydney is hot about it. I am sorry. <laughs> Do you like us? Do you love us? Do, Do you, you want, want more of us? us? You know you do. And we know how you can help us continue serving up all this hot, burly goodness every week. Because we cannot slay on glitter and rhinestones alone. Please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash showgirl Sunday dinner if you want to donate monthly. You can support the SGSD crew for only $2 per month. We also accept donations via PayPal at www.paypal.me backslash showgirlsundaydinner 
Please donate to the Sparkle and Shine Fund today. We appreciate all your love and support. Body Rose! <laughs> uh, as everybody knows, I was recently crowned the Ambassador Queen for Bronze Beauty's uh, Burlesque. Egypt is very uh, community-minded. She works as a social worker. She's very community service-minded. And so part of my responsibility uh, being an ambassador queen is to have a platform that serves the community. Um, so uh, it's one of my duties as ambassador queen. So I've been thinking about what I would like my platform to be. And I decided it's going to have several legs. Um, but I decided that one of the things that I would like to address is showgirl self-care. Um, the showgirl self-care episode was one of the most popular episodes that we've had. And um, I think it's a topic that we need to speak about weekly. A lot of the feedback that we get has a lot to do with showgirl, issues of showgirl self-care. So we want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to kind of address us understanding and knowing how to take care of ourselves. So I have some ideas about how I want the segment to go, but I also wanted to reach out to you all to ask if you had any suggestions as to what type of thing you would like to hear me speak about in this segment every week. Um, I'm also considering doing a showgirl self-care blog. Please take the time to write in to us this week at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts on how you would like to see the showgirl self-care segment go and the things that you would like to uh, have included in that. And then also if you would be interested in having it turned into a blog. So, um, yeah, so we'll, um, we'll make sure that we uh, start that segment in our next episode. So, um, yeah, looking forward to hearing from you all. this right so you choreographed your act you have something ready maybe you did it as a result of uh like here at glitter tribe studios we've got a lot of folks who have done solo acts via the uh student showcase and through the student workshop and that so you have this act and now folks are asking well, how do i go out there and you know market myself and get myself booked so um you know both of us have had kind of um atypical journeys i think um, I was just talking um, with Duffy Lovegood today. She messaged me today that she has an act and she, what does she need to do? She was thinking about submitting to some festival. Well, the first thing you need is you need a video. Yes. It could be a video in the studio, um, not in the audience, but, but you have have to have a video any place if you're going to submit to a festival you have to have a video yeah. and you have to know the pickup of your act the setup of your act yeah. you have to have your music so that you can send it to someone yeah. you have to have a video you need to have um a bio so they know who you are yeah. what you're about and if they select you how they want to introduce you right. um and those things do take time. The, the, the one good thing about um, if you were a part of Glitter Tribe or are a part of Glitter Tribe Studios, 
in your student show in your student showcase workshop those are all the things that you have to do you have to find your music you have to um Get your write your bio and and your introduction. Those are all the things that you have to do because you're treating it like it's a professional performance, and these are the things that you need if yeah. you're gonna um, if you're gonna do that. Now, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, once you get that, then I mean, you have to to get courage. We'll talk about that more because we have the whole episode to talk about that. But that's just the basics that you need Yeah. first. Yeah. Um, no one really opens up the doors for you. You have to open up the doors yourself. Yeah. And like I said, go to shows, be the stage kitten in the show, be a host in the show, um, be, you know, whatever in the show. How the performers on stage perform yeah. how they if you're part of the the crew how they act backstage yeah. what they do to get ready before they go on stage yeah. um so i mean it, it it it's a lot there's a lot that you need to yeah. um think about people see you um letting people see you in class letting people see you in student showcases like that's the way to to get yourself out there um and yeah. your student showcases are important for you um because if you think about okay well you're just starting out well you don't have you you think you don't have anything to put in your bio all your student performances put in your it's it's actually better than just saying oh well I I've taken class yeah. so people can actually see how you react to the audience and how you perform on stage and then also make sure that you join all of the performer groups that are in your area uh, on most Facebook on Facebook a lot of, of cities have performer groups that are for the city like San Diego has a San Diego burlesque page LA has one too they're private groups you have to ask to join them because they're specifically for the community. And now we'll go ahead and move into our pasties and cake. And uh, we'll let Sepia kick us off. My pasties and cake is my dad. Um, my dad went on this trip to Rhode Island and East Coast and stuff like we tried to tell him not to do. But I have a friend in Rhode Island and he always meets her. And they were out at lunch and he was telling her, you know... I am so proud of my daughter. She is doing all this stuff. I don't know what she's doing, <laughs> but she's doing all this. She's winning different things and she's traveling. And my friend said his face was just glowing with, you know, happiness. Because if anyone knows all the stuff that I do and have to try to take care of him too, is my dad. But I was just, you know, happy that he was. He was just happy that I was happy. Yeah. Uh, and, and proud, even though he doesn't know what what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so um, I was going to ask you where. My pasties and cake goes out to Kashawn Thompson. If you can see my t-shirt, it says Black Girls Are Magic. And Kashawn Thompson uh, tweeted hashtag Black Girls Are Magic back in 2013, and it started a nationwide movement and conversation. Um, she was just um, a black girl who was responding to a disturbing trend of how black women are treated, you know, and just 
you know, she decided to em- embrace her sisters and say that black girls are magic, and it just sparked. Um, it just sparked a huge movement, and so um, I. This is my favorite T-shirt that I own. I take care of it uh, with kid gloves. I wash it by hand. I never do anything like that. I hang it up. Like I take very good care of this T-shirt because um, it just—it's always an inspiration to me. And I just wanted to wear it today, and I wanted her to be my pasties and cake. Um, and to give a shout out to her and to give a shout out to this movement um, go and purchase a t-shirt I'll put the link for these t-shirts in the show notes but yes black girls are magic we are fantastic it's springtime spring is a magical time there was a full moon last night I don't know I was feeling particularly magical this week so I just wanted to give Kashan a shout out and wear my black girls are magic t-shirt for you all so that is my pasties and cake for this week Yay! yes um, and so um, we are super excited about the next upcoming weeks. Um, things are going to be a little bit crazy. Sepia is not going to be here next week. Um, so she's going to be doing some live stuff from Vancouver. I'm also going to be posting some things about showgirl self-care. But there isn't going to be a traditional episode as of right now. Um, so just stay tuned uh, for live. And I'm also going to take a compilation of those recordings and try and upload them onto our um, podcast site. And if we can figure out a time that works, we might just get together and get on the phone and record something. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, we do not have a plan to record a actual typical episode for next week. So stay uh, connected to us via our live videos on Instagram. I swear to God, mm-hmm. I will get this internet thing figured out. It's been okay over the last few minutes. I think whatever it was. It took me fucking two hours, but I figured out what was wrong with the ratchet internet connection. Um, We love you all. Thank you so much for joining us and for having glitter and dinner with us again this week. Um, So we're going to go and be bad bunnies for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and enjoy this lovely weather. Bad church bunnies. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> we love you all so much. Thank you for putting out with us in our ratchet Wi-Fi or whatever the hell is going mm-hmm. on. Thanks, Mercury Retrograde. We love you. Yeah, we, <laughs> do. we love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags Hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website at www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, and our booking inquiries. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all of your friends on social media and leave a like, comment, and or five-star review while you're listening. We hope that you are all full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glitter and dinner with you all next week on Showgirl Sunday Dinner.